Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Friday. You know what that means. It's your AEW Dynamite review with your boy, Big Tasty. I'm joined, as always, by Aaron Lee Statman Sutcliffe, who's wearing a Houston Astros top, which means I think I'm legally obligated to hate him. Why? I'm a Tampa Bay Rays fan. They beat us in the uh, playoffs a couple years ago. I'm going to go, haha. Is that the right yeah, thing no, to I'm say sure. back to you? I'm sure that works. I mean, we beat them yeah. last season and we knocked them out of the playoffs, and that was fun. Oh. Everyone, hates, everyone hates them because they cheated. And like they, yeah. Oh, I mean, I got it in Texas when for Rumble last year. Oh, did you go to the Rumble, you, did you? Yeah, I don't know if you knew that I went <laughs> in 2020. But... You, you and Troy never mentioned it, that's the thing. No, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about mentioning WWE, oh boy. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's get right into dynamite. Um, so this is probably the least AEW opening to an AEW show I think we've ever had. Yes, it's um, quite the start. It's not often they. I don't. I, to be fair, I can't remember the last time they did it. I think the was. last time they started with an in-ring segment that wasn't a match was, and I mean this was exceptional. Was the first pandemic episode. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. When they had, like, okay. Kenny in the books and stuff. That's a year. That's over a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't honestly remember if there's been a time between then and now that they haven't started with a match. And even here, to be fair, they were made out like they were starting with a match because CM Punk came out for his match with QT Marshall. Yeah, they didn't say, oh, we're starting off with Punk on the mic. Can you they imagine said... the nuclear heat if QT came out and was like, nah, I want my match right now. <laughs> just Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been excellent. So anyway, so Punk comes out and he's ready for his match. Comes out literally for a match. Gets introduced and everything. And then he's interrupted by MJF's music. MJF comes to the ring and, I mean, the only way to describe it is they literally have a 20-minute back-and-forth promo that is legitimately one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, um... Do you agree with the fan sign that says uh, Remaster Super Mario RPG? Yes, it was never released in the UK until much later. It never came out in its prime in the UK on the SNES. So I would love it if it came out on the Switch. Platforms, SNES, Wii U and Wii, apparently. It came out on the Wii Virtual Console, but when it came out originally in the 90s, it never came out in, in the in Europe. It only came out in America. In right. Okay. I mean, it looks quite good, to be honest. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they, they sort of made it spun off into the Paper Mario series, and that's what Super Mario right, okay. kind of become. But yeah, right. I'd be done for that. Um, yeah, MJF appears. He calls Punk a Punky Brewster, or yeah. just calls him Punky Brewster. Search is... that, and it comes up some woman. Yeah, that's it, a reference in it from back when. The, I don't even know what the reference is. A, a sitcom, apparently. Yeah, it's a. Done a bit of kid. Like an American sitcom thing. 
yeah. It was cool. before it was before my time, which means it's almost certainly before MGF's time as well. He's like ten years younger than me. So <laughs> good news uh, we got that. Nineteen eighty four to nineteen eighty six. Yep. <laughs> so wow. Off the air when I was eight years old. <laughs> Need to say I was not watching it. Um I mean there's so much amazing shit in this. Like Yeah, I've I've got literally two pages of things here. Well, I'll let you say some of your favourite parts. Uh, <clears throat> pipe bombs mentioned that gets us going that tickles our teapot and then uh, how can you be a straight edge man uh, but look so much like a meth addict I mean that fair. got me yeah that got me <laughs> uh, he's gonna MJF's gonna finish punk quicker than his UFC career haha <laughs> get <laughs> uh, he says drop pipe bombs all you want I drop nukes Cool. Uh, Mentions of Punk writing a comic that no one reads or something as well. Yeah, yeah. Basically, a lot of Jeff's like early stuff here isn't talking about like Punk going away. It, it, it dragged on a bit because he did start to just speak well, like I think, I think that, was kind of, that was kind of the point though, wasn't it? Because like MGF yeah. just went on and on and on and then Punk just like cut right through and was like, well no, shut up, you talk too much. Here's like yeah. my retort in like three sentences and <laughs> just get fucked. Literally... In reality, you're just a less famous Miz. The crowd goes mad. Yeah. <laughs> I go mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a Miz chant after that. <laughs> and then MGF talks about Punk kissing ass. And this so this actually plays in, doesn't it, to Punk's sort of character development over the last sort of few weeks? Yeah. Because Punk's whole thing since, like, that promo, I mean, I've watched it about six times now because I fucking love it. Um, after the Eddie Kingston match, where he says, like, little by little, day by day, I'm starting to remember who the fuck I am. Yeah, and he's like covered in blood, he's like spitting blood on the floor when he's when he's cutting it, and it's like okay, that's that's because like he's come back and he's nice, happy CM Punk, and like he's like corporate Tony Khan wheels him out in front of the press conferences and he does all the talking, and like that's what MGF sort of saying like look what you've become, you're soft, you're not like you're not this like rebel that you used to be, and Punk's yeah. Punk's counterpoint is well no, I'm I'm literally fine, I'm becoming that again now, like, and MGF's going to push him in that further in that direction, which is which is great. Yeah. Uh, this is no longer CM Punk, this is PG Punk. You may as well be preaching hustle, loyalty, and respect. I mean, he literally, is, did. He literally did do the five moves of doom against Kingston. Yep. So. Thing is, I, I can see you. Heck, I see right through you. Yep. That was, it was, I mean, it was really good, wasn't it? Like, <clears throat> it was absolute top tier shit. So, Miz is ticked off, Cena is ticked off. <laughs> Whether it was, you can't see me, man, or the King of Kings, you couldn't quite hang, could you? Triple H, ticked off. <laughs> Not take Cody's All the to, big boys. Cody's got to come up and break another throne now. <laughs> uh, punk, punk states after that, I sold out MSG when you were making out Marking out for Rosie O'Donnell. I wasn't making up Rosie O'Donnell. No. <laughs> Let's get that clear. We're not implying that. <laughs> no, he was marking out for Rosie O'Donnell. If for some reason you haven't seen the video, go watch it. Just type in MJF Rosie O'Donnell, it comes up. There's also, um, he also referenced um, a real life talk, been all over Twitter, the picture of um, a young MJF meeting CM Punk as a teenager. Yep. Yeah. And how he was uh, like, he was a fan. Yeah. And then, and then the final zinger from Punk. He, he did a nice little bit about Chicago as well. Obviously, pops the, the home fans saying like about how Chicago built itself back from the ashes after it burnt down. MJ, MJF uh, demoralizes Chicago. Yeah. 
But then in the final zinger from Punk, he said the um, the only way he MGF would ever be number one is if he waited for Tony Khan to have a daughter so he could marry her. Now, did someone do that in another company, Tasty? I couldn't, is that poss- what he's I, I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> so, yeah, this was, I mean, this literally took about 30 minutes for the whole segment, but it was, it felt like about five minutes when it was happening for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was massive. My only, my only slight concern is they've started a bit too hot, and like, how are they going to amp this up? How are they going to keep going? Yeah, yeah. like how is this going to escalate up until like presumably you've got to think the match minimum will be at what, when it's coming, coming? Yeah, like earliest, like if not men's um, battle for the belts again, like the eighth of January or something. Ah, right. So it's the week after New Year's dash, I'd presume then. Well, New Year's Slam is the 29th of December. Yeah, yeah, right, okay, right. Wasn't it, wasn't, it, wasn't it New Year's Bash last year? New Year's Dash, I thought it was. Dash? What's a dash? I don't know. <laughs> AEW New Year's Smash. Does that sound right? So actually, it's gone from Smash to Slam. Okay, I can live it's, with that. It's Smash, it's definitely Smash. There you go. So that's fair. Uh, right, so that, that finishes, and it was, yeah, awesome. It finished with MGF and Punk, like, literally squaring up, and Punk said he's going to he's gonna punch MGF in his needle dick. His needle dick, yeah. And then MGF uh, takes off his suit jacket to show that his fake tan has leaked all over his white shirt. Oh, that, <laughs> oh, poor MGF. <laughs> <laughs> but then before Punk and, M- and Punk can get into it, MGF bails out the ring and does a runner. The thing I don't know if that helps MJF's character or not. That <laughs> what, the fake, fake tan is all over his shirt. I think I think again I said to you I think the, the the sort of for me the intrigue and the fun about MJF is that he's literally a character. Like even within wrestling, he is he himself as within his wrestling character, his persona is also a character. Like he's putting yeah. something on, and he's trying to be something he's not. And it's a it's a construct. Like you've seen that when he because he, he comes across as like very considered and very sort of you know like he's always one step ahead. But then when you see him get frustrated and he, he gets a bit nasty and it all breaks down, like that's the most interesting part for me when you see like the man behind the man, but still he's, like the character, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's so calm until it goes not his way. Yeah, I like I like the fact that every now and then you, you sort of see his imperfections, like because he's he's literally playing this character. Yeah. And if you've, if you've seen, I actually watched, funnily enough, yesterday, there's a, a really good documentary on YouTube called Making yeah, Matt Jacob Freeman. It popped up on my um, suggested as well on YouTube. Yeah, it's, uh, only, it's only half an hour long. It's, yeah. uh, it's really good. It's And it's, it's it's got like weird, like American psycho vibes. Because it's, he's in character still, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And he, like, the whole time, he, yeah. he fights the guy around to have like a house that's not his house. <laughs> like With like actors playing his family. There's a, really, there's a really good bit where like he's showing around the house and there's just a dog on the sofa and he's like oh I love this guy and he goes to put the dog but the dog almost bites him and he's like oh and just like left throws him on the sofa it's fucking incredible uh, I'm going to have to give it a watch it's oh it's, it's so, I'm pretty I, sure Jay mentioned it last year as well I was watching um, the other day and I was like really quite ill and I kept like I was like kept like dropping out of consciousness and like weird fever dreams which somehow made it better <laughs> Yeah, it was it was great. Anyway, um, we move on then to the promise match that we were supposed to have to start the show, which is CM Punk versus Cutie Marshall, quality yeah. television Marshall. This is my only negative for the whole show, I think. Well, Cutie Marshall. On no, no, no. TV. Just this match went more than longer than it should have. It, it yeah, should... it went far too long. They, they went, oh, it's a CM Punk match, so we've got to give it 
But CM Punk has just smashed the promo at the park. He should then be dropping QT March in about 90 seconds. In his hometown of Chicago. Yeah. His home state. You don't need to give QT Marshall five minutes of physical dominance over CM Punk. Exactly. It, it doesn't do anything. It's, it's not, it's, you're not going to legitimize QT Marshall because no one believes in him. And all it does is make Punk look like you can't beat QT Marshall. I don't think he can ever go um, as low, but he's getting on Christian levels of just, he has to take beatings every match. Hey, Christian's, uh, Christian's been in a five star match in AWL, have you? <sighs> Rated, rated by Dave Meltzer, the rest of the day. Oh, he can get in the bin. I mean, to, to nobody's surprise, uh, CM Punk wins, hits a big match on an elbow, and then a GTS. JR uh, so, yeah. says, Nighty FN Night, as Punk wins the match. Yep. No also, swear. earlier in this match, JR calls Nick Comaroto ugly, which I think is a little disrespectful. I think he's quite majestic in a weird way. I mean, he probably thinks you're ugly, JR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, speaking of your best mate, Christian Cage, next up. Well, was- right. I'm annoyed by this part, right? So Tony on commentary goes, we're standing by with Christian Cage. Just Christian Cage. No <laughs> <one else>. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did most of the talking, to be fair. Yeah, but Luchasaurus doesn't really talk. He just goes, rawr. And Jungle Boy only speaks when uh, he has to. When he's spoken to. When he's spoken to, yeah. Jungle Man. Jungle Man, sorry. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, basically, because Christian says that he's going to help Jurassic Express win the tag titles. They don't need Christian's help. I mean, they can, do, because they haven't won them yet. So. Can, can Christian just go heel turn and just get the split happening? I, I, I still think that's where they're going with this, because like Christian's been pushing them in like sort of more sinister directions, doesn't he? Yeah. He's been sort of like, he made, he made Jungle Boy do a murder on Matt Jackson. And then, Pinchero. yeah. Uh, then my favorite 90 seconds of the entire show was Eddie Kingston backstage trying to eat a cake. Yeah, he was just sitting in canteen eating a cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <they came laughs> to him. And first of all, they said, Oh, yeah, Eddie, you know, you're not hungry anymore. You don't care. And Eddie's like, I want to eat this cake. I'm hungry. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'm hungry. Let me eat. <laughs> Let me eat this damn cake. Um, then they talk to him about the thing is basically they're doing nothing 2.0 do where they're like trying to be like fake sincere and like sort of really quite horrible at the same time. And yeah. like they ask him, they ask him, like they literally straight up ask him, Oh, how is Moxie doing? Like sarcastically. Yeah. Which uh, like yeah. triggers Kingston quite hard. And then they just throw um, a coffee I mean, in his face. It triggered the crowd as well, because yeah. the crowd went, ooh. <laughs> well, I like to think that um, that was shoot hot coffee that you threw in Kingston's face. I like to think that Eddie you insisted like on it. You like to think that, do you? Uh, yeah, I like to think Eddie insisted on that being like, literally, scalding hot coffee. <laughs> and then, um, yes, yeah, so, that thick, well, I think, obviously, this is all, obviously, Kingston and Garcia are having a match of Dynamite, so this is sort of building a bit of heat for that. Um, as they all start to, like, have a fight, everyone runs in and pulls them apart, and then as he's, like, out of frustration, Eddie Kingston just flips the table over, it's still got his cake on, and his cake goes fine. Poor cake. He didn't get Diaz cake. No. Maybe he did after the camera went off. 10 second row. I went back um, after that and watched the clip on YouTube of from BTA of Eddie Kingston cutting a promo on a cookie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was and really then, good. Was and then the week after, it was jelly beans or sour, sour patches. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that was good. Uh, this was just really good fun. Like Eddie Kingston 2.0. They're not going to do a bad promo together, are they? It was it was fun. No, um, I really can't wait for this match. Apparently, it's already been recorded. People who saw it in live said it was a banger. So fair. Yeah, Eddie okay. King's just going to do a, a sick murder on Daniel Garcia. Yeah. A sick, a sick murder for like ten minutes of the show. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, right next up, then we have uh, Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. Why was this on? I mean, well, the, the, I, I get why it was on, but ugh. remember when we said Darby Allen versus the Billy Gun was like a one done? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Well, we lied. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes so, on you. <laughs> Billy and Colton, it was, representing the gun club, took on Bear Country, who didn't even get an entrance. Poor, my poor house boys. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, it, it did last about 90 seconds. Uh, Colt hit the Colt 40, Colton hit the Colt 45 for the win. The Colt 45, right. I put gun 45. Gun 45. I, I, didn't even, I didn't even see the finish, Tasty. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what the move was. <laughs> what was the move? A flippy thing. <laughs> Slam. A flippy thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, then as after the match, uh, the, the, the best part of this is after the match. So Sting appeared and Billy sent um, Austin up to sort of deal with him. And as he was running up, uh, Darby just shot himself out the tunnel. Yeah, it's just, literally like he's like been to the circus and he's been shot out a cannon through yeah, the he tunnel. Absolutely launched himself in. Austin. Can, can we can we slow more that and see if his feet actually touch the ground? <laughs> well, as he's coming down the tunnel, yeah, he's just, he's just in the air. And fair play to Austin, like he took that and he just didn't move for the rest of the segments. Yeah, fair play. Am I? Just, <laughs> just took like it. He was dead. Um, so, yeah, so they have a bit of a, they have a bit of a fight. Is it not weird that they picked Colton Billy to be the team? Well, oh, everyone likes Billy, don't they? Because like he's the famous one. But you're not meant to like him. You could say that he's famous. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting the see. <laughs> but I just thought Austin was, like, injured or something, but then he just apparently gets, not. Darby just eats himself into his face, yeah. so apparently not. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just fine, I guess. It gives Darby something to do until the next sort of juicy sort of feud comes along. As I say, what was the point in this? But then we got this at the end, so... I mean, are we going to get Sting and Darby versus Billy and the... and, and Ass Boy? <sighs> Will Billy come back with his, like, see-through trunks that he has where you can see his thong? Like, he does not <laughs> actually for about six months. You can see his ass. Is he an ass man? Because, yeah, you can literally see his ass. I love there were like loads of like Ass Boys chants as well and Ass Boys signs. Like Dan Houser's doing work even though he's injured. Even though he's not even worth the company. Yeah. <laughs> he's done more to get the gun club over than they than they do really have. <laughs> he generally has. Which is good to see. Um then we had an announcement, Battle of the Belts announced for January 8th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh so from the poster, actually they put up like a little graphic. It looks like they're gonna have every title defended on it. That's what I thought as well. Yeah. I, the, the, the posters, just, yeah, the posters just all the champions on the poster. Yeah. So, unless for some reason they have like two triple threats, including the women, and just be like winners fight each other in the main event, and then Cody has a match, and then Cody, oh. because reasons. Um, 
So then next up, I look this 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 is a really fun little segment. Uh, you have Bobby Cole, Bobby Fish, sorry, and Adam Cole were backstage, and they're talking about how like it's Thanksgiving and like the the books aren't here, and but they, you know they're really good friends and they've been friends, they're best friends. And then as they say that, like Chuck Taylor just walks over and was like, "Yo guys, we're like right here. What are you talking about? Yeah, we're, we're literally called the best friends. We are the best friends." And then Cole just runs him down and says, well, he, he makes a good point. He's like, yeah, where's Trent? Where's your best friend? Where's your actual yeah. friend? You, you're you just named best friend because there's only one. Another one's not here. Yeah, so. and then he, he makes... So I, someone talk, I saw this online. Um, he says, like, to Yuta, like, what kind of name is that? Right. Apparently, yeah. Yuta is... In Japanese, means he who has many friends. Uh, well, yeah, Japanese name meaning. There we go. One with many friends is literally yeah. yeah. So there you go. And yeah, how how cool is that? Little, I, I'm, I, that's a really nice. That, that, I, I do actually quite like that. I was going to go that. There you go. Yeah. So basically, I think they're setting up. Um, well, they set up fishing coal versus casting Nita for a, a future show. It's Dynamite, it's Rampage, sorry, isn't it? It's Rampage, yeah, it's Rampage. Yeah. I, I was yeah. going to say it's, it's Rampage. Yep, um, then first shocking moment of the night. I'm telling you. We have um, Leah Rush and Dante Martin are looking over the Team Taz contract, sat down with Team Taz, Tony Giovanni's presiding, uh, and as like Leo's sort of saying how this contract's bullshit and they're not going to sign, Dante just grabs the pen and signs it. He just hops over the table. Now, my, the best part, well, my two favorite parts is one, as soon as he signs it, Hook gives him a, a crisp. Yeah. Obviously, that's the main reason he wanted to join Team Taz, was so he could the have a crisp on yeah. Um But then Taz was like, you could tell he was about to like just burst into like, what the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a massive mistake. And he was like genuinely shocked that he actually signed the contract. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh, yeah, you made, a, you made a really good choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saves me beating you up. Um, so how, how do you think this one's gonna? Oh, I mean, there's so many, like obviously everyone thinks it's a swerve, and like this is some sort of plan to take down Team Taz from the inside. I, I think Russia's gonna turn on Donny. To be honest, I think I don't know what Donny signed on the contract, but I, I really feel like Leo Rush is gonna. Well, like, end what, up how does this all play with Darius coming back? And well, Darius joins his brother in Team Taz. No, not in team. No, no. Leo Rush betrays Donny. I don't know what Donny signed. I'm, I'm he's joined Team Taz, mate. He's not. You don't know he's joined Team Taz. <laughs> he could have written anything on that contract. I mean, Taz isn't going to look at the contract, is he? <laughs> Taz, Taz doesn't, look, doesn't look like he knows what a contract is. <laughs> Who drew that up? <laughs> no, I'm intrigued. I'm really intrigued. Like, this is one of the storylines that's got, like, the most interest for me at the moment. It's all of a sudden, like, when, oh, intriguing. Right, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. Um, next up, then, we had a women's match. This was the last second round match in the TBS tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had Thunder Rosa versus Jimmy Hater. Yeah. And yeah. Jesus Christ, this was just stiff from the start, really, wasn't it? The, the disrespect cutting Jamie Hater's music off. Oh, to play that promo. To play a bit, a Brett Baker promo. What the yeah. fuck? 
I want that bang of music every week. <laughs> it's the one entrance of music I look forward to. I yeah, include I mean, you so I can just go, oh. But this, yeah. this match was fantastic. It was just yeah. two women beating the shit out of each other. Throughout the whole match, the crowd are 50-50. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think I think, I think think they were... It started off all Rosa. I think they really warmed to Hater throughout the yeah. match. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, do you remember that, like, mad Charlotte Rhea match on WWE pay-per-view a while back where, like, the crowd started off shitting on it and then they really got into it by the end of it? No, I can't remember what it was. I, I ended up, I ended up like Wait, reviewing. Why, why are you referencing a Roma? Because it's, it's going it's, on. It's, well, it felt a bit like that, and that like it, and the crowd didn't stop shitting on it, but like they, they were very firmly on Thunder versus side at the start. And by the end of the match, there was like a solid dueling chance for both women taking place. Yeah, I mean, it helped yeah. the fact that every time they went outside, it seemed to just be like, oh, let's just slam Jimmy Hayes face first into the guardrail. Yeah, let's just <laughs> suplex her on something. Let's just break her. Hopefully she survives. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a really fun match. Like I said, it, it just felt like a legit fight, which was yeah. like really entertaining. Uh, only slight criticism was the uh, the finish where Rebel was distracting oh. the referee for like 20 minutes. Yeah, the actual time that she got to distract the ref was shocking. But I, I, mean, I did like the finish as well. Who was the referee it, for this? Was it Rick Knox? Yeah, I think because so. he's approaching a cartoon character levels of distraction at this point. Like, yeah. but yeah, um, the, the finish was good. So yeah, so uh, Rebel distracted um, the ref. Britt Baker came to thrust kick Rosa, which he ducked and hit Hater, and then the Rosa threw Britt into Rebel, and then just rolled Hater up with a really cool looking roll up. Yeah, um, I feel it. They tried to make um, Jamie Hayter look still strong with the shitty finish, which uh, it works. That I'm happy with that. I think they might just be planting the seeds of a Britt Baker Jamie Hayter feud down the line. Slowly, but yeah, yeah, because yeah. Britt's been like super. Like it's going to be interesting how the dynamic changes now. But Britt was like super high on like. Um, Jimmy Hayter is going to be the TBS champion. All the belts are going to be with us. We're going to be double champions. It's going to be great. Obviously, that's not going to happen now. So, how does that affect the dynamic going forwards? Yeah, that's going to be really cool and interesting. Um, the only thing I didn't like about this match was uh, Thunder Rosa hits a move called a Peruvian necktie. No, for me, it looked horrible. What was it? Uh, when. Uh, just before the ref gets distracted, basically. Um, it was like a choke submission thing by Thunder Rose on the floor. Oh, that, yeah. That's when Britt Baker came in. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the finish thing, because, like... Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what it was, but I didn't like it. It also sounds <laughs> like, a bit like a weird sex thing. <laughs> a Peruvian necktie. Yeah, but I hey. not Google that. <laughs> no, don't, don't Google that. Um, don't Google that. Yeah, fun match. Weird, slightly, slightly weird finish, but yeah, um, excited to see how this progresses. Everyone's story because obviously, you think Rosa. I really thought this would be like the numbers game overcomes Thunder Rosa here, and like hate to make it the win. Um, yeah, there's also a Stardom fan in the crowd because they have a Donna Del Mondo sign, oh, right. which is a faction in Stardom. Fair, yeah. So there you go. I totally knew that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I googled it because I seen the sign. It was on the hard cam. So. 
So next up, then, we had Chris Jericho cutting a promo and 2.0, as they did with Eddie Kingston the other week, walked through and interrupted the interview. And I, oh, I, I, I liked a bit of this. I liked the bit where Jericho was like, ah, you dickheads, you, Eddie Kingston's going to fucking murder you now, you do realise. Yeah, I liked that, but then he dragged it out and like, yeah. was doing comebacks like he was on a fucking playground. Yeah. Again, he called, he said that someone had a square head. Yeah. Which is just weird. You're SpongeBob. Ha ha. Yeah. But I like I liked the bit where he was like, you didn't realize Eddie King's just going to find your house yeah. and fucking murder you. <laughs> it was like uh, f- 50 year old white man Jericho says, Ya dig. At the end of his promo. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Not ideal. He's, it's all right. He's gone for it now. He's, he's fine. He's, he's, he's over in the UK now. Yeah. Is he actually over now? Well, he's playing Liverpool on Monday. So. Fair. Uh, then we had. Oh, oh, then we had Brian Danielson versus actual daddy Cole Cabana. Uh, you got your. Baker Tony Friendsgiving thing. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, Friendsgiving. Yeah, sorry. This was this was this had implications. We have to talk about this. Uh, this was this upsetting yeah. like a lot. I didn't even notice at all, but um I was very drunk, so I did because the internet haven't stopped going on about it since it happened. Oh. Uh so basically, yeah, they were having Friendsgiving. Interesting, Jimmy Hater was not there. It was Britt Baker, Rebel, and Tony. Yep. Haters and a half in the corner. Hate's gonna, hate's gonna hate. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So uh, Brit said she's not. They were not. Uh, basically said, "Oh yeah, things aren't great, but she's still world champion." Obviously, referencing the Jamie lost earlier in the evening. Um. And Tony basically out of nowhere because this is a sensible thing to do. Just says, "Oh, by the way, Brit, um, so play this video that shows that uh, Rio didn't get eliminated from the Battle Royal." So um, yeah, the way he says it as well. Well. Uh, I hate to say it, I'm sorry, but we're giving you even more bad news. <laughs> Points at the TV. Have a look. <laughs> so, it's a, <clears throat> quote, Black Friday deal match on Rampage. What nonsense. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. So, if... And then Brit, like, no. No, no, that's not a thing. You either have Black Friday deals or you have wrestling matches. <laughs> like, you don't yeah. put them together. That's not, yeah. that's not a thing. You can't do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's, like... she's got a point. <laughs> How is this in any way a Black Friday deal? If well, anything, it's, it's costing you more. Well, it's what it's what AW tradition called a title eliminator match, wasn't it? So it's one of them where if Rio yeah. beats Brett, she gets a future title shot. Uh, interestingly, again, none of these have ever succeeded. No one's ever succeeded in one of these in AW so far. So no. can't see Rio beating Brett Baker. To be fair. Yeah, when's the what, what, I, I think it's, we've said this three times. When's the next thing? The Special show pay per view. Well, Winter is coming is on the 15th of December. Um, then we've got Battle for the Belts on the 8th of January, and then we've got Revolution on the 6th of March, and New Year's Slam on the 29th of December. I just get Rio out of the way, build somebody else up, please. But these there's, a, there's an inherent problem with these, ma- with these matches in that in order to win the title shot, you have to beat the champion, yeah, which sort of devalues the champion going into the title match. Uh, I, I, said I, that, I've never minded it that way. So. It worked all right when Christian did it with Kenny. Yeah. If anything, that actually made me more intrigued for the match that they were about to have at the pay-per-view. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't a 
that was a TNA title, Impact title. Was yeah, it, it was. Yeah, yeah, but it was like still Christian beat Kenny. Like, yeah, a couple of weeks before they had the big match. Also, it was by shenanigans, but yeah, and they, and they could yeah. do that. Like, it worked, yeah. what I mean, what if Jamie goes to assist and clocks Britt with a big clothesline or something? Oh, I mean, that would be fantastic, but. Do you want the story line to go 100 miles per hour? Do you want this story to just go? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fine with whatever they want to do, I think. Um, but yeah, and so basically, Brick gets really pissy with Tony and says that he's, he's ruined Friendsgiving and also blames him for putting ice in the red wine, which is an absolute sin, to be fair. Yeah, just putting ice in wine, the rotters. Well, in red wine. Yeah. Ice and white is a thing in parts of the world, but. Um. I feel like if you're gonna do that, if you're you don't have to make it zoom zoom, uh, this story. If Rio does win, thanks to Jamie Hater help, just have Hater help Brett in the actual title match. Yeah, and like and that would redeem, just, it, redeem itself. Yeah. Yeah, that would just get over that and then oh when will the deceive I don't know what the word is. Fuck me, Aaron, you're not having a good night. Uh, when will the deceit happen? Mm. Fair, yeah. Um, I mean, again, there's, there's loads of ways you can go with it. It's exciting. It's fun. It's good storytelling. AEW does it's this, 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 this. We, we talk about these sorts of dynamites a lot, don't we? Where they like they just set everything up and like they just do a lot yeah. of the heavy lifting. And this is, I feel like, this is one of those episodes. Except it also had a couple of really banging, banging matches on it as well. Yeah. Uh, right. Then next up, speaking of banging matches, we have Brian Danielson versus yeah, certified dad Cole Cabana. Um, and this was I'm just. A sign that says I wrestled Kevin's mom. Yeah. That's literally just what the sign is. I, I thought it was funny. I, I laughed. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, this was just Brian Danielson dominating for the most part. Uh, but Colt, Colt was, this is the best technically I think Cockabana has been in Adelaide. He got, he got his boom boom for a bit. It's been yeah. a while since we've had that. Well, he had, he had his working boots on tonight, didn't he? Yeah. You have, you, have to, you, you have to bring it when you're in the room with Danielson. But... Yeah, I don't think you get a choice to not bring it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I mean, this match, it was, it was just a lot of horrible stiff kicks and chops and big moves and um, Colt hitting big elbows. He hit the boom, like you say, he got his boom boom. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the match finished with... Oh, sorry, Colt hit a moonsault first. That was fucking lovely. Yeah, it's not often we get to see it. That's a lot of... He's usually a supporting act, so... That's a whole lot of daddy coming down on you. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, Danielson kicked out of that, did his customary stomp on his head a couple of times, like, legitimately knocked one of his teeth out. Was it was it genuine? Yeah, I, I I don't know if it was or not. So. Yeah, no, Colt's tooth actually came out. Oh, lovely! <laughs> and then he put in like he put in the label lock for the submission. And then after the match, he was just parading around the ring with Colt's tooth in his hand. Yeah, it doesn't seem very hygienic that <laughs> <laughs> walking about with folks' teeth. Uh, so yeah. Tony got into the ring to interview Danielson. He basically said, "Yeah, last time he was in Chicago, we got a big cheer. Obviously, that was um, double or nothing. Yeah. All out, all out, all out, all out. Sorry. All out. Yeah. Um, and then he said, "Yeah, um, the crowd's real fickle. He's not fickle. He said he was going to kick in Colt's head. Not only did he do that, he kicked his tooth out. The word, 
the word fickle is back. The crowd <laughs> went mad as soon as they heard that. Yep. Fickle. And then he said next week he's in Atlanta and he'll take out another Dark Order member. And then Adam Page of Music Hits. So what's Proud. the choice, isn't that? Ten or five? Ten or five, yeah. Both or Anna J. <laughs> or Anna J, aye. He really wants to be a heel. Just <laughs> beat, beat the bejesus out of... Stomp Anna J's head in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Adam Page walks out and basically says, all right, I want you to stop beating on my friends, so let's just have the title match right now. Which yeah, is kind of, which is it's kind of weird for a face to be like you just had a match. Do you want to have yeah. that match right now? That that's what I, I thought that as well. But then Daniel sounds like, yeah, of course he would say that. Yeah, <laughs> like of course, just after I've had a match, he's going to want the match. So but... Danielson's trying to like play up the fact that Paige is trying to fight on his terms and like sort of be a, he's being a bit like a bit a bit, a bit cowardly, a bit deceitful. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So Paige just says, all right, well, we're having a match, let's have a fight. And then he stupidly says to Danielson, uh, take the first shot. Yeah, uh, Danielson backs off and goes, I'm not playing your games. Just slaps him. Yeah. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up, he goes, cracks him in the face. Oh, um, it's so good. And then they have a bit of a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And um, There's no separation. No, ah, he goes for the buckshot. Yeah, he goes for the Danielson rolls out. Yeah. yeah. And Danielson actually has fear in his like, face. I like that, though, because it, it sort of yeah. keeps the buckshot intimidating, yeah. um, which is good. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was fun. Uh, obviously, when I, I don't know when they're going to fight, whether it's going to be at uh, Winter is Coming or whether they're going to make it go to Battle of the Belts. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. Um, and then we're on to our main event. So we have... Cody Rhodes, Pac and the Lucha Bros versus Malachi Black, Andrade and FTR. Big Cody Booze. Oh my god. Like this getting is, bigger and bigger. This is, this is like the pinnacle of, of Cody heat right now. I am, I am so intrigued to next week and how the crowd well, reacts. Well, next week he's in Atlanta, which is his home state. His home... Uh, it's his hometown. It's his, home, well, it's his home county. It's his home, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's right by it's right by where he grew up. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the crowd react there. Uh, it, it, early before the match starts, Cody throws his weight belt into the crowd, and after a little bit of deliberation, it's thrown back in the ring. Yeah, it takes a bit of the boy obviously wants to keep it, but then the crowd just egg him on. They don't stop. <laughs> so just just so it of cultural reference, that's a big thing for uh, Chicago Cubs fans, the baseball team. Uh, they famously throw back home runs. They're hit by opposition players. Oh, did they? Yeah. Right, okay. That's quite good. Like quite, I, I like quite, quite religious thing. Uh, so that's that's actually a really that's a big Chicago tradition, um, pretty much. The the ropes save Aubrey when yeah. Bill gets thrown. That back. belt is close to clocking her in the face. I was going to ping in a head in the heat, like. Yeah, uh, that's not cool. If you're going to throw a belt back in the ring, don't aim at the referee. No. <laughs> just throw I mean, it like. I don't think just... there was. Yeah, but don't aim for the ring. Aim for like the outside, but where no one is. Yeah, I, I don't think there was any aim in the throw. I think they were just lobbing it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this match was fun. Uh, I mean, it's a four-on-four match, so there's always going to be something to watch. It's not yeah. like it's going to stop. So yeah, it was it was good madness. I think was the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, highlights including Andrade losing his trousers. When did he lose them though? Because. 
I looked away. I think it was when he was on the outside. He, he must have like ripped them on a move and then just took them because apparently he ripped them on dark a few weeks ago and like just didn't take them off. But I think he ripped them again today and then just thought, oh fuck it. And you just had pants on. Does he, he always his... wear them pants on? Well, he had his shoe drink. I mean, he must have his shorts on just in case his pants fall apart. His trunks. He had his trunks on, didn't he? But... It, it, it had a logo on it and everything like yeah, he, must, he, must just wear, he must wear them just in case like you, you've got to think yeah fair, fair enough it works I, I've seen a lot of them <laughs> most I've ever seen of them but yeah <laughs> you saw the Charlotte parts <laughs> oh the natural flair of them let's go um, yeah, so there's, there's some good stuff here. So we started off with Cody and Dax. They, they had, like, I mean, I, I know you're not the biggest FDR fans, but fan, but like, goddamn, they can work with anyone. Yeah, I, the, their matches are usually solid for me. Just they're average for me, anyway. There was, um, yeah, some like, some of that like blind tagging that we had in the pay per view match where like Pac was tagging himself in on Cody and. And stuff like that. Uh, fair play when the when the belt was thrown back in. I don't know if Cody was expecting it or not, but he sold that he was fucking shocked. Yeah, like he was raging. He was like, "Come on!" <laughs> so like, was it Pacquiao's song there, Phoenix? One yeah, was yeah. Um, yeah, everyone. I mean, everyone did. Everyone had a good little time here. Uh, Pentagon came in and did a couple of dives. Phoenix hit the. Um, Phoenix just did some mad shit. He was all over the ropes doing all sorts. Yeah. My note is Phoenix always man of the match in any he's in. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's my note. <laughs> we had a little breakdown, didn't we? Um, where everyone hit everything on everyone. Um, mm-hmm. I love that um, that sort of running knee or like rising knee that blacked it to Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix just ran right into it, and it looked horrible. I feel like I feel like Phoenix might have stiffed Black a bit earlier in the match, and they just give him a bit of a receipt on that knee. <laughs> just like so, just just left a bit in there for him. Wow. I mean, if that's what that was, it was definitely a receipt. Holy <laughs> fuck. Um, yeah, and then it, we had a little bit... So everyone sort of had that bit where everyone hit everything on everyone. Um, like, Dax hit a pile driver. Uh, Pentagon hit a made in Japan on cash. Yeah. It was all... It was just It was just like sort of two minutes of just... It was that bit. You know, it happens in all multiman match where everyone just runs in. One at a time. Yeah. 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 It was, but it was, it was because of the calibre of the people involved. It was just really nice and really good fun and everything looked really cool. Uh, and then we had a little bit where it looked like we were going to get Tully the Arn. Ugh. I, so the thing I liked was like Tully and Arn square up, don't they, in the middle of the ring? And then Jose runs in and he's like, no, no, no. Like, don't hit Tully. Fight me instead. I'm like, you yeah. And then Tully and Arn just both turn around and just plant yeah. him. <laughs> Tully just hits him like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, stay the fuck out of this man. This is this is between uh, me and him. Fucking hell. And then eventually, um, FTR pop in to sort of save Tully, and then, um, yeah, then the, the faces come in to save Arn. It wasn't the faces. It was one face. It was Phoenix. No, it was Penta. It was Penta and Phoenix, wasn't it? Uh, Phoenix jumped over Arn and Arn to yeah. like catch them. Oh yeah, he, he took them both out, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just before that or just after that um, Cody took out Pac by mistake he 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 accidentally hit Pac didn't he Um, and then Andrade hit Cody with that weird DDT thing he does like reverse DDT like onto his knee backbreaker thingy Uh, yeah and then he ran at Pac and Pac just fucking belly to belly yeeted him into the turnbuckle (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that was that was so. And the noise that came off. Oh, it was horrible. It, it, made, was such, it made such a bad noise. <laughs> yeah, Andrade, Andrade was down for a bit after that. <laughs> Just recovering. <laughs> uh, but after after the Andro, after the Arn and Tully sort of chicanery, um, Black hit Pack with the Black Mist, and then Andrade hit his um, Hammerlock DDT thingy for the win. Yeah, um, when Andrade hits Hammer a lot of DDT as well, Black deals with Cody yeah. outside. Just Aubrey kicks him in the head as Aubrey seems to get in the way a bit. I think Black is meant to, like, Black Mass or whatever he calls it now, um, yeah. the kick to the head. But Aubrey's in the way, so he just goes, fuck it, you get one in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> and Cody has to sell it like a champ, so fair play. No, I don't know if this was... A thing, but when they were when they finished the match, when Andrade got the pin, Black was sort of like Black like offered his hand, offered him his hand, and Andrade didn't take it. Oh, I don't know if that was. Um, it, I, I saw Black like extending a hand out towards Andrade, and Andrade didn't move to do anything to him. Again, the sort of this this is all like uneasy alliances, isn't it? The sort of playing up that this is all sort of like it could all fall apart at any minute. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I don't know what they're doing between these eight men, but. I'm excited for Cody. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, even the Cody. But then I'm still also excited about Cody on his own. This is genuinely the most interesting as a character. I think Cody's being in AW. He's yeah. he's like it's the first time you've seen him go have to be taken to this place, and it's how he how he reacts. I mean, he's already a heel. Yeah, he's not even meaning to be. And he's <laughs> well, I think I think he's like people always say like Cody's more self aware than a lot of people think. He said it himself. Yeah, it? and I believe him. I think. Do you? I do. I think I do. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you, you'd have AEW's always had a level of awareness, uh, yeah, uh, hasn't it? That that we, we're not used to seeing with some wrestling promotions. Not naming any, no. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> that would be unfair. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying it's perfect, but you know, they they killed um, they killed what we call it, the Nightmare Collective, didn't they? Pretty sharpish when it was tanging. Yep, that's true. Yeah, you know, they've never they got the factory off TV real quick after they finished with the bits they needed to do. Yeah, you know they don't they don't have, they don't let things sort of hang around too long if they're not working. Yeah, Cody knows what he's doing, I suppose. Maybe, we'll but I think find it. I think in, in a couple of years' time, that belt getting thrown back will be remembered as one of the most shocking moments in AW history. Yeah. After Cody giving it big likes for two years, the crowd have <laughs> had enough. Like no one ever threw. Well, it did happen once or twice. People have thrown Cena shirts back, haven't they? They did for a couple of years, like what twenty sixteen to eighteen or something. Just yeah. a two year gap. That's all. Whenever he was despised for donkeys, I'm sure it was like sixteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's it for Dynamite. Um, obviously we'll have uh, Rampage on next week's review uh, this week's Rampage is going to feature Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho which I'm really excited about who have you got for that? it's a hard one isn't it? I want to say Statlander but it's going to be Soho ain't it? I think it'll be Soho yeah Yeah, I really want it to be Statlander Ed, Eddie Kingston will be Danny Garcia which I can't wait for uh, surely uh, you think Kings gets a well, it's a hard one, is it? Because Eddie, Eddie needs it though. Mm. Eddie's been on a shit show recently. And Garcia is young enough that you could say like he's not experienced enough to, to pick yeah. 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 And then um not undisputed era versus um best not best friends. 
that that's the hardest one, I think. Um I think Cole and Fish need the win together, I think, to sort of cement them as a team in AW because they've only ever lost so far. How long is a box injured for? Do we know? I don't know. I mean Matt Matt was injured going into the paper, wasn't he? And he sort of did, I'm guessing the type of match he wrestled didn't make things better. So was Nick with his heel. That's what I mean. Yeah, Nick. Sorry, Nick had a. Uh, yeah, Nick I can't imagine a match like that was a good thing for an injury. No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, I suppose that if you need cover for the Bucks being injured, then I'd, yeah, give, so I give think you've, I think you've got to start building Fish and Cole up as potential tag team challenges yeah. as well. That's fair. Because you need a you need a once once the once the Lutras are done with FTR, you need a next team for them, really, don't you? Yeah, makes sense. I had to go for that. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that. We'll have a bit of that next week, along with next week's dynamite. Before we do sign off, uh, we have some highs and lows, Aaron, from this week's show. Uh, my low is going to be um, Gun Club versus Bear Country. It's I mean, it's, it's, it's the low-hanging fruit, isn't it? But Yeah, it, it has to be said. <laughs> Again, it was for Darby and Sting to appear. But, yeah. That could have happened uh, at a promo backstage if they really wanted to. I mean, it's nice to see Bear Country on TV, but... Yeah. Uh, my high is going to be... It has to be the first 20 minutes of the show. The promo. Uh, the promo. Uh, Nuke. Punk and MJF. Um, I'm going to take from my high I'm taking Thunder Rosa versus Jimmy Hayter that's fair because it was I think it was legitimately the best match on the show and it really impressed me Jimmy Hayter this is the best match I've seen her have Uh, I know Thunder Rosa can go but god damn yeah it was really entertaining Uh, my low just to be different I'll say how long it took Punk to be QT Marshall I would have liked that to have been just a, a sort of 90-minute wham-bam. Thank you, man. But hey, you know, fun show overall. I thought it was a really, really fun, good show. Um, like I said, it's one of those ones where they sort of set a lot of stuff up. We're obviously we're like two weeks away from the, out from the pay-per-view army, so they're sort of in like new season, planning all the new storylines mode. Yeah. Doing all the groundwork. But yeah, they, they, Same, made them, yeah. They, they managed to mix in a few banging matches with it this week as well to, to keep things ticking over. Yeah, you're Three bigger shows are like late this year, early next year. So yeah, there you go. Sound yeah. So that's going to do it for us. Um, yeah, thank you all very much for tuning in. So it's definitely a shorter show this week. So what happens when like a quarter of the show is one promo? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not it's, as, it's not as much what it is when we're not going. Oh yeah, Darby and Sting were cutting a promo, and then Jericho cuts a promo. And then such and such are backstage. But when like one interaction between two wrestlers was a quarter of the television show, then, <laughs> there's, there's not quite as much for us to discuss. Uh, so yeah, we do apologize for the slightly shorter show this week. If you're on a long bus ride and we've caught you short, I don't know, just go on Spotify and listen to Jimmy Hayes music for like the next 20 minutes on repeat. It's worth yeah, it. That, that sounds like a bad... I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, everyone, take care of yourselves. Enjoy wrestling and we'll see you all again very soon. Goodbye. Why was Steve Borden promoted to police chief investigator? Because he made a successful sting. Nice. Sting operation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Get the...
Get, the right, get it right. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housing. 